If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Jack Cacciarella. And I'm Aaron Parnas. And this is a new episode in the new year of the Zoomed In Podcast. On this episode of the Zoomed In Podcast, Aaron and I are going to start off, as we always do, hitting the headlines, talking about some DeSantis derangement in Florida, Marjorie Taylor Greene's permanent suspension from Twitter, and the big Omicron COVID surge that is happening right now. After that, we're going to finish up with Tweets of the Week. So Aaron, you excited to be back? You ready to go? Yeah, it's going to be a great year, a great episode. Let's do it. Go ahead and zoom in. Aaron, let's hit the headlines. Let's do it, Jack. And I think we like the biggest headline that we should start off with today is what's happening in Florida. Now, as many of our viewers may know, Florida has been having a major spike in COVID-19 cases with the new Omicron variant. Um, we've broken records almost every day. Thankfully, it's on the downslope now. Um, but with this variant, uh, we've seen testing lines that are lo- as long as four, five, even six hours across the state. Yeah. Earlier this year, DeSantis shut down state-run t- testing sites so that uh, for hurricane season, but he's never reopened them. So Floridians are stuck waiting in line. And just today, DeSantis was scheduled to have a press conference with the Surgeon General, Dr. Ladapo, um, up in Jacksonville. And as he was about to start the press conference, there was an activist that, as well as a member of the press corps. Uh, his name is Ben Frazier, um, who's a black civil rights leader up in Duval County in Georgia, uh, sorry, in North Florida. And he came in and he wanted to ask a question uh, in this public press conference that was noticed to the public with a public official, just like everyone else, just like every other media personnel there. um, Yet they wouldn't allow him in. Um, And they claimed that he was an activist, that he was trying to disrupt the press conference, but he wasn't doing anything. He was just standing outside and he wanted to ask some questions to the governor about the governor's response to the pandemic. And instead of letting uh, the questions being asked or instead of just letting him in, uh, DeSantis and his team decided to call the officers there who then detained and arrested him and let him out in handcuffs. Now, Frazier is also disabled and uses a electronic wheelchair to get around and officers would not let him sit in the wheelchair. Uh, they escorted him out in handcuffs, um, treating him terribly. And I mean, Jack, this is something we see often in Florida. Um, people compare DeSantis to a dictator and no, he's not Kim Jong-un. No, he's not Fidel Castro. No, he's, he doesn't rise to those levels. But the way he does govern, he he's on the path towards authoritarianism. He's and, on the path towards this. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, yeah, you're honestly right. And it's it's crazy because, you know, first of all, I want to say something that, that Frazier said when, you know, he was being confronted. Uh, he said, there is nothing private about public health. He had the right to be there. He had the right to ask a question. 
And in this authoritarian tendency that DeSantis had, he tried to shut it down and he came out in cuffs. And uh, you're right about these tendencies that he has. And it was so ironic because later in the press conference, he was saying that President Biden was acting in an authoritarian manner mm-hmm. in the way that he was trying to implement, you know, greater testing and make that more available. And, you know, his uh, vaccine mandates in in, uh, in, in certain uh, workplaces. And DeSantis was making that comparison after he had someone in a public place trying to ask him a question taken out in handcuffs. And, you know, yep. you're right. He's not he's not obviously Kim Jong Un or you know, he's not an actual dictator, but I'll, I'll say he wants to act like a dictator. But Ron DeSantis is really just a dick is what he is like. That's it. I mean, yeah. And, and honestly, it's, it's sad. Um, you see, the thing is, you see Ron DeSantis using state funds and state um, press conferences for political gain, calling out Biden, calling out the federal government. And then you see his um, team, his press secretary, others using social media while um, traveling on a state, uh, a taxpayer paid plane um, during state um, employee hours to use their platforms as kind of campaign surrogates when they're not. Um, and that's just not what they're there for. They're there to provide news to the state. Um, but most of the time they block um, citizens of the state. We can't get information. We can't hear from the governor's own press secretary and others. It, it, it's sad, um, but it's just it's just indicative of what we've seen from the governors for the, over the past two years. I mean, I say this all the time. When he came in first in 2018 and won against Gillum, he started governing pretty well. He was one of the most popular governors in the country, had maybe a 15 or 20 percent approval rating. He had a positive approval rating amongst Democrats. Um, he was doing some great things. Um, and after 2020 or during 2020, things really started shifting when he realized that he had to appease to this far right wing of the party for whatever he became reason. A completely different governor, completely a, different, completely different. And when you think about it, it, the past two or two Republican governors in the past in Florida, you had Rick Scott and you had Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush and Rick Scott would never have done what DeSantis did today. They had their own faults and they had their own flaws and they did things that weren't great, but Rick Scott met with um, Trayvon Martin's family um, after Trayvon Martin was uh, shot and killed. Um, they, they had some humanity in them. They did not just, they, they, they wouldn't have just arrested someone for trying to ask them a question. It's and very and that's, different. that's the truth of the DeSantis administration. This is, this is a perfect example because he is afraid of being confronted. He is afraid of the truth. And you brought up his press secretary on which I, I believe, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong about this. Is it her, her government account is the reason that her government Twitter it's, it sort of is, is that's her platform. But she spends yeah. all her time blocking people and keeping information away from Floridians. So like she, the, she's either blocking you on Twitter or she's yep. gaslighting you on Twitter. And all, all she seems to be doing is dodging the truth. And that's what happened right. today in just the most horrible manner. And that's kind of what DeSantis represents. And, Correct. you know, I don't know, you know, we saw with Marjorie Taylor Greene when she was trying to block accounts, she blocked Midas Touch. Mm-hmm. from her her government account you know you obviously can't do that um she had to to move that back uh, she had to un- undo that but is that something that's you think santa's the press secretary or she's just going to keep blocking people and it doesn't matter no one's ever going to question her so i think she'll keep blocking people and i think that it there's some arguments we made that their only reason she was verified is because it's an official account Absolutely. Um, if it was a personal account she wouldn't have been verified um, so I think that's the best argument. And I, and I, I know the grant, like grant Stern and others are, 
um, looking for a public records request um, and trying to get um, official information about this. And I'm sure that they're going to, that there will be some kind of lawsuit eventually um, for her to unblock all the people she's blocked thus far. Uh, but right now there's nothing going. So we'll see. And, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little personally hurt because uh, I haven't been blocked by her. Uh, I, I spend all of my time calling out Ron DeSantis on his bullshit and his lies and her as well. And I still haven't been blocked. And I feel like in a way that's a greater slight than blocking me. I'm a little upset about that. So that is for me, a reason to continue to hold them accountable. I want to upset her so much. I want to hold them so accountable that she has to block me. Cause I know she's blocked you, Aaron. So I'm not actually no longer blocked. Um, you aren't? She, I'm not. So, um, I spoke to her privately. Um, because at the end of the day, we both want the best, what's best for the state, what's best for the state and what's best for Floridians. And we've agreed to work together. Ideally, I'm still going to call her out when she's wrong. Um, which is that most one, of the time and which is most of the time, but, um, in the spirit of the new year and in the spirit of just kind of make letting bygones be bygones. Um, we put, we set aside our personal differences, set aside my personal differences with also the press secretary for the department of health. Um, and we're going to work together and hopefully bring actual information to Floridians about antibodies, about vaccines, about testing, about other things. But right now that hasn't come yet. Um, no, and no. I hope that, I hope that it comes because listen, I'll be the first one out there saying the governor is doing a great job if he's actually doing a great job, but he's not doing that. Um, so yeah, so I'm not blocked anymore. Um, we, I, I will help um, if she is spreading positive and real information, but I haven't seen that yet. So yeah, um, speaking we'll of see. spreading positive information, the, the governor mm -hmm. had a, a press secretary earlier this, uh, sorry, he had a press conference earlier this week about COVID. And do you know how many times the word vaccine was said? I think like once. Uh, no, a big whopping zero. Uh, there was no mention of vaccination at this press conference. Actually, I, it, it was once. I, it was I watched, an individual time. I, was, I watched the press conference. They did mention the vaccine once. Did he um, accidentally say vaccines? Like, no, the, the Surgeon General mentioned um, vaccines and a long list of things to do to stay healthy, um, including eating healthy, working out, and then getting vaccinated and just like threw that in there. Just a little, um, just a little I, sprinkle of vaccination. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, it, it, it wasn't enough, obviously, but I don't want to say there was nothing. Um, so there was, there was one mention in an uh, unsubstantial amount, right? There's not enough talk of of the <laughs> vaccine, um, and you know, I just wanted to mention that before we get into our next headline. Speaking of Twitter, um, Aaron, I don't see the personal account of Marjorie Taylor Greene on Twitter anymore, and that makes me very, very happy. And, you know, we're all better off because of it. We are. Um, it's been beautiful. It's been quiet. It's been a great app so far. It's been yeah. much improved. It's like a new update of Twitter without Marjorie Taylor Greene. I love no, it. I, I think it's great. And, and I will say this. I think it's pretty telling that there has been no or well, the only Republican who's come out and truly supported Marjorie Taylor Greene outside of the former president, who's also blocked or suspended <laughs> from Twitter, is Lauren Boebert. Um, every other Republican that's come out hasn't really come out in favor of Marjorie Taylor Greene. They've come out against big tech. Um, and I understand their arguments. Um, it, it's just, it, it's funny that, that they choose now to do this. Um, I mean, I personally am against like big tech, um, like blocking and suspending accounts um, here, like all willy, willy and nilly. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene deserved to be suspended. I there think. was no willy, there was no nilly. No, there, no, were, was, there were it, five strikes. Five strikes. Because I saw a lot of people saying, yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene has now received her third strike on Twitter. And so I looked into it and it's, it's five strikes that it takes you. Yeah. So you have to commit that many offenses before you're officially blocked. No, exactly. And I think that five times is like, okay, shut it down. Like yeah, she exactly. 
exactly. He should be suspended. Um, same thing with Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates. If they reach that five strike threshold, suspend their accounts. Um, and I would expect a big tech and te- Twitter and elsewhere to do the same thing to people on the left. If we're sp- spreading this information, if we hit that five strikes or whatever that internal guideline is, suspend us. One, uh, one thing that I do wish Twitter would do, however, is, um, and, and this is where I do agree with, like many Democrats agree with this as well in terms of regulating big tech is the idea that right now you have Chinese propaganda all over Twitter. You have Russian bots all over Twitter, mm-hmm. the um, I- Iranian um like not, not the Iranian president, the Ayatollah who uh, literally chants death to America is on Twitter. I mean, like these are things that like should also be looked at if you're going to, if you're going to start suspending people. Um, so I, I just hope that this policy ap- applies across the board, not just to Republicans, even though Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump both deserved it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and I think we had a big celebration on Twitter uh, because like we said, it's just such a much more peaceful place um, mm-hmm. But do you see in the future, like I know you obviously mentioned Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates, but do you see that that's something, I, I guess it's up to them if they want to continue to spread misinformation, but um, how, you know, we always got to look through things in, in every lens possible. How do you think, we saw Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene raising money off of this, right? She mm-hmm. instantly went to Facebook, instantly went to sending out emails to get her to all the other, you know, platforms and, and you know, I'm censored. I think she said something about, you know, like the big tech, like, you know, gangsters, or something like something ridiculous. Um, and so she started to raise money off of, do you think this is a, a talking point for the Republican party in 2022? Well, I think Dan Crenshaw put it best. He said either Marjorie Taylor Greene is a Democrat or an idiot. Um, so, and I can confirm she's definitely not a Democrat. Um, so she, her, her raising money off of this is really just a scam. It's just a ploy, but it's going to work. Um, unfortunately. Um, so I don't think this is a talking point. I think if you see like others start getting suspended, it will be a talking point. I hope others don't get suspended actually for that exact reason. Um, unless they're obviously out there spreading mass COVID misinformation or whatnot. But um, like, for example, I saw people calling on like Kevin McCarthy to be suspended. No, I don't think he should be suspended. Like there, there are certain, you, you don't want big tech. And I've, and I've actually read a lot and I've, listen to a lot of like people in tech speak and like the amount of access they have to our daily lives and information and just like power over certain things. It's very scary. And as Democrats, we want, we don't want tech to have this monopoly over our lives. So we need to break big tech apart um, and regulate it a little bit. So I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. And many Democrats and many Republicans. I completely, I completely agree. And what we saw out of Marjorie Taylor Greene was more focus on her victimhood than regulation, right? The first step she took was not, okay, well then how going forward can we make sure that, you know, censorship as she wants to call it is not something that's being like, you know, handed out like hotcakes. No, she uh, immediately went to, you know, let me write up an email so I can try to raise some money off of this. That's what she's focused on more than anything. Well, she knows what she's doing. So she'll raise the money she'll spend it on, I don't know, on whatever, because it's not like she's getting reelected. And then that's it. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and, you know, going into our last kind of big headline, uh, you know, a political issue, of course, in 2022 and a global issue, uh, a public health issue. We're back to public health. Um, the COVID surge that we yeah. brought up earlier in Florida is not just a Florida problem. We saw, um, I think today the number was above a million new cases being reported. Yes. Now, that's not, of course, those cases all coming today. Some of those were backlogged. Um, but it was 
a hundred, it was a million new cases today. Mm -hmm. Omicron surge is something that we've really never seen before. The records are being broken and those records are being broken and those records are being broken. Um, and so obviously president Biden has been talking about this issue and he came out with a statement yesterday saying that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We have all the vaccines we could ever possibly need to make sure that everyone in this country is vaccinated. If you are not vaccinated, that is your fault. You are not yes. going out and trying to do so. Um, and you are the reason that this pandemic continues. So we've had a lot of discussions about like what can President Biden do to lead on this issue? Should he lead from behind and encourage mm -hmm. you know, private companies to, to take the helm and and get this done. And, you know, with his workplace mandate, um, that has been tremendously successful. Mandates within police departments, mandates within the military, those have been successful. Um, but in, uh, a mandate that I hear talked about a lot, and as our resident lawyer, um, this is something that you can kind of clear up, is sure. air travel. Is that somewhere that President Biden should go as his last resort, saying, if you want to get on an airplane, you have to be vaccinated? Now, before you say whether you think he should or not, is it something that's possible? Legally speaking, it'll be tough. Um, first, legally, he cannot just say you have to be vaccinated. That would be unconstitutional. He can say something similar to you have to either be vaccinated or um, be tested within a certain period of time. Um, that, that would be fine. And I, I mean, it's never really been done before. So it'd be, have to be a rule issued by some department of the government. Um, and then that rule will be challenged. But legally, constitutionally, that's probably acceptable. Should he do it personally? No. And the reason why, do I want everyone to be vaccinated? Yes. Do I want everyone on planes to be vaccinated? Of course. But this is not a popular issue for, for, uh, for the regular person. On Twitter, it's very popular. And people will, you can say, get um, put ma vaccine mandates for planes and you'll get 1,000 to 10,000 likes. But in the real world, if you talk to people, they don't want government telling them what they can and can't do. It's just it's just a fact of the matter. Many people don't. Um, and there, you don't need any other vaccine to get on a plane. I, I, you, you don't need um, the smallpox vaccine to get on a plane. That's just the fact of the matter. Um, so making setting that precedent now, it, it, I think for me that crosses the line a little bit. The, the employer situation I was fine with because it wasn't a mandate. Um, he had, it was either you get vaxxed or you um, get tested. That's fine. I personally would, if he's going to do any rules regarding air travel, not a complete mandate. Um, the same thing he did with employers, either you get vaccinated or you get tested negative within 24 hours or within 48 hours of being, uh, of flying that I'd be fine with, but a full blanket vaccine mandate, a won't be constitutional and B won't play well with the public. So, you know, uh, aside from just your opinion on it, legally speaking, you something, you think it's something that's too difficult for him to be able to execute legally, in a significant way. Legally speaking, it's unconstitutional. Like, just like it would be completely unconstitutional if he did that with businesses. If he told businesses, you have to require vaccines, it would be unconstitutional. You're requiring private um, companies to essentially do something or to like to mandate rules or whatever. Um, it, 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 I don't think it would be held up in court, um, especially not in the Supreme Court. Um, so I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, but I do think a rule of like either vaccinated or being tested, that would be fine. Which um, is, is close to, you know, the, of course, the current iteration. But Which is exactly what is, it is the current iteration. But you do have to get tested no matter what to get on for, for air travel. So what you're suggesting would be vaccination could take the place of testing? 
No, so you don't actually have to get tested for air travel domestically. Internationally, you do. Yes, of course. Internationally, so, yes. Sorry. So dom- yes. Yeah. So, so domestically right now, I can get on a plane. I don't need a test. I don't need to be vaccinated. Um, you can impose restrictions on domestic air travel by requiring a test or by requiring a vaccination or a test. Um, you, you can do that. That, that. that would be perfectly fine. Um, and then internationally, he can require travelers coming in to be vaccinated. Um, or travelers coming in to have a test within 24 hours or whatever. He, he yes. can do that. So do you think that's a step, the domestic either test or be vaccinated? Is that something not only that you see as a popular uh, position that the president can take, but something, of course, it's back to you on the legal side. How difficult would that be to implement? And is that something that if it's brought to the Supreme Court won't really stand? I mean, legally, I think it'll be fine. I mean, it'll be challenged and there'll be appeals on it, but I think it'll be fine. Practically, I don't know how much it's going to help our country. And I'll tell you why, because you see New York right now is currently having the biggest surge of COVID cases across the country. New York is a state that has some of the tightest COVID restrictions. At a point, and President Biden has said this, is that you have to start returning to normal life and you have to start realizing that sometimes these restrictions don't work as well as, as, as you think they do. Mm-hmm. So if his, and, and he has to listen to epidemiologists and scientists, and if the scientists say, yes, vaccine mandates or whatever, um, because you, let me, let me tell you something with airplanes, airplanes are actually some of the safest places to be Yes, in a group of people because of the HEPA filters that they have and stuff like that. It's constantly changing every, I think 30 seconds or whatever. Um, and there are already mask mandates on the planes, unlike everywhere else, right? Like you don't need to wear a mask anywhere in Florida, but you do need to wear a mask when you're in the airport and in a plane. Um, and that's why I don't think a vaccine mandate or even a testing situation, testing mandate is going to make that much of a difference for airplanes because you're, you're already masked. Um, the filters are already hospital grade, like, unless the science proves me wrong, which in, in, if they do, if it does, then yeah, impose the mandate, but science doesn't prove me wrong. Then I don't think you need to do it. Yeah. I just see it as, you know, one kind of final hail Mary that the president can take to show further need and just encourage vaccines more because when I was having a conversation with someone, I, I saw that um, Emmanuel Macron said, uh, he made a statement saying, I want to piss off the unvaccinated. Like that was the yeah. statement. He's like, I want to upset you with the rules that I'm putting in place. So you get vaccinated so we can move on. Now, president Biden's obviously not going to come out with that statement. Right. Um, that's just not the way he is. But I, this just seems like the, the last like action he could take because his, please is, you know, please get vaccinated. Uh, you know, if you have you know, some, uh, you know, Olivia Rodrigo in the white house or the Jonas brothers or Dr. Fauci telling you all like all these people at this point now, it's just people who are so dug in his wisdom is falling on not deaf ears. It's falling on dumb ears at this point. Just the people who aren't listening won't listen. Um, and so I just saw this as like, you know, the last possible chance to, to maybe make a, like a little bit, one more push. Um, but it's looking like, you know, herd immunity is going to be how we eventually get over this uh, pandemic as it becomes endemic and vaccinations will happen by contracting COVID rather than getting a shot or a booster. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think we're, we're going to have to see, I think, I think um, Joe Biden could do a lot um, outside of just this like Hail Mary. I think he could pass build back better, um, which will help. Um, I think he can um, impose certain other rules and restrictions and like federal employees. There are other avenues, but hopefully the science is right on Omicron and that we're going to see the surge and then it's going to be a quick, it's going to fall. That's what happened in South Africa. Hopefully that happens here. Um, well, I'm praying that it does. 
Absolutely. And with that, we've hit the headlines. On to Tweets of the Week. Our sponsor for today's episode of the Zoomed In podcast is a product I use every single day. And Aaron, I know you do too. And that is Athletic Greens. Yeah, I do. Athletic Greens is awesome. And honestly, ever since I started using it, I just have felt so much better. Um, Essentially, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's and honestly, Jack, it is. It's all these things. And I send it to family. I send it to friends. They all love it. The taste is great. It's the perfect thing to wake up to. And I look forward to waking up to it every morning. Yeah. And you know, our athletic greens, they're an awesome, awesome Spartan, uh, sponsor, awesome partner. Mm-hmm. They sent, you know, they sent us a box. So we were able to try it. Yep. And my mom got, she got a little jealous. And so uh, I reached out, they sent her a box as well. She's using it. She is a big runner. She likes to run every morning. She's told me it's made her feel better. Uh, actually going out on those runs with the recovery as well. Athletic greens, it can supplement uh, daily vitamins that you take. And I absolutely 100% recommend it as a college student. I am tired and overworked all the time. Uh, and athletic greens has definitely helped. And Hey, they're green like Dartmouth go big green. It's true. They are. So, so right now it is time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. That is athletic greens. It is incredible right now. Hey, COVID's going on. Got to help that immune system. So to make it easy, athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply. Wow. That's of awesome. Immune supporting vitamin D and five, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash zoomed in a green. The, uh, again, that is athleticgreens.com slash zoomed in to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So go check them out. Athletic Greens is the best. We appreciate them for being a partner and sponsoring the show. And now it's time for tweets of the week. Our first tweet comes from Stephen Groves. Stephen says, my new year's resolution is to work as hard as possible to elect Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams as governors and expand the democratic majority in the house and Senate who is with me. That's, that's my I'm, resolution. I'm with Stephen. That's, that's my resolution. And to, you know, I don't know, maybe have some more athletic greens. Oh yes. Let's the do, diet yeah. going. I think that's uh, I think that's really what I want to focus on. Um, <clears throat> our next tweet comes from, Harry Dunn. Harry says, every time I type the word January in my phone, the next suggested word is sixth. I'm never letting this shit go and neither should you. Hashtag never forget January 6th. As we approach this anniversary, I agree. Never forget it. And our final tweet comes from Kate. Kate says, 500 children are being admitted to hospitals with COVID-19 per day right now. And the Save the Children Party is causing it. It's true. <sighs> Again, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Actually, Aaron, there was there was one more tweet that kind of caught my eye. Oh, what is it? But I thought I'd share. Let, let me go to it. This tweet actually, uh, it comes from Marjorie Taylor Greene, Representative Marjorie oh. Taylor Greene. And the tweet says, it says nothing because she's suspended and she can't tweet. Let's go. Happy New Year, baby. Amazing. Happy New Year. And with that, it's Tweets of the Week.
And that is our show. That is our first show of 2022. We have a lot of work to do in this year, and I'm glad we are all going to be doing it together. Thank you so much to the Zoomed In family. Thank you to Midas Touch, and thank you to Adam Sultan, our editor, our producer, for all the work that y'all do. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe. Please tell a friend about it. And if you would like to tell us that you enjoy the show, Aaron, where can the people find you? All over social media at Aaron Parnas. What about you, Jack? You can follow me on Twitter at JD Cacciarella. That is J-D-C-O-C-C-H-I-A-R-E-L-L-A or Jack Cacciarella on TikTok. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Zoomed In podcast. This is going to be an incredible new year. We are excited to fight for democracy with you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we'll zoom in with you next time.